You're listening to The Banter, a part of the Brookside Conversations channel, where we have honest discussions about life and faith. Our mission at Brookside is to help develop fully engaged followers of Jesus, and we hope that today's episode encourages you toward your next step. Well, hey, good morning, everybody. So glad that you're able to be with us for our banter this morning. As you can tell, I'm flying solo this morning. Lucas is not able to be with us today, uh, but uh, we're going to have a really good time. We're going to be wrapping up our series on uh, overcoming. Uh, It's been a great time together. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you're enjoying this day. I, I was able to ride my motorbike into the church this morning, a little bit of frost on my windshield, my windscreen and helmet. Uh, thankful that I have heated grips, so I'm able to hold on a little bit easier. Um, it's been a good, good morning so far and uh, great weekend. I hope that you had a really, really good time, not only to relax a little bit, be with family, but also to remember uh, the, the most important season of the year, really, and the most important reason we have to have hope, the most important reason why we can overcome some of the things that we've been looking at. So I really hope that you had a great time. Glad to see you. If you're tuning in live, so glad that you're with us right now. Uh, if you are watching this later on, then uh, hope that you really get something good out of it as well. So we are going to uh, jump into a couple of questions, not only about the series as a whole, uh, but also about um, uh, the, this particular last Sunday as well, as we kind of dig into a couple of questions together. Um, hope you find this helpful. Um, the whole point of banter is really to take um, this conversation, the, the message, the, the teaching that you hear on Sunday mornings and dig a little bit deeper, find out a little bit more about how it applies to our lives, what difference it makes, uh, and hopefully continue the conversation so that uh, it doesn't, it's not just a one-time thing where you hear something and you think, oh, that's interesting or that's, that's helpful and then just kind of forget about it. This helps us to kind of digest it a little bit further, dig into it a little bit more. Um, so let me start off. The first question uh, that I wanted to talk a little bit about is simply this. What was your biggest personal takeaway from the whole series. I hope you found uh, something that was uh, super helpful for you. For me, uh, as uh, one of, as part of the team that was doing the presenting and the teaching on this, probably one of the biggest things for me was just that recognition or that reminder, that encouragement that it's okay to struggle. We're, we were looking at mental health issues, and those things are challenging things. We all have them. We all struggle with them. We all are at different steps, different stages. Some of us were getting stronger in some areas, and other areas were kind of not so strong anymore. Or we're, we're just struggling in those things, and it's okay. Um, that's, for me, one of the big pieces is it's okay to be in the struggle. It's normal. I don't know anybody who's not in that struggle. So if you're feeling like, oh, I'm the only one, guess what? You are surrounded by other 
fellow strugglers. Uh, that's just, that's life. Uh, but the second part of, uh, for me, the big takeaway from all of this is that Jesus really makes the difference. He really makes the difference. I know it kind of sounds cliche, but it's true. Like We've been looking at some of these significant mental health issues, uh, self-pity. Uh, we looked at um, just the, 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 that sense of sorrow and sense of kind of being in a world of trouble, uh, those kind of things, in inadequacy, anxiety, discouragement. These are things that we all struggle with and they can, you know, so many other things could be going right in our lives. But if we are discouraged, if we are full of self-pity, if we are just struggling with sorrow, man, it is, it, it, it's just like a wet blanket over everything. But Jesus shows us incredibly how you and I can grow through, can push through our challenges and continue to be faithful to God and see him pleased with us. And the fact of the resurrection itself that we looked at this past Sunday, just an incredible uh, opportunity to celebrate the fact that Jesus has risen above. We began this series looking at that question or that statement that Jesus made. In this world, you're going to have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And then he holds his hands out to you and to me and says, hey, come along on this journey. You can be part of this too. You can overcome the world as well. It doesn't mean everything's going to work out. And we kind of hit on that almost every single uh, teaching time. It's not that Jesus just kind of waves his hands, snaps his fingers, and problems are solved. I love it when he does that, I must say. But there's times when he doesn't. Oftentimes he doesn't. Oftentimes he is helping us grow through just experiencing those things and learning to trust him more in the midst of them. So that's probably the, the, the big takeaway from me on uh, from this series. And then just some of those nitty gritty things on how I can press into um, overcoming, how I can learn from Jesus' example. Um, for me, that was probably probably the most important thing. Another question that uh, came in that we can uh, take a minute to think about is uh, simply this. What does it mean to view life through the lens of the resurrection? We talked about that this past Sunday as we focused in on the resurrection. Um, and uh, on screen, we've got another question. So why don't we switch to that one and then I'll come back to this one. So the, the, the question that uh, we had for uh, number two is simply this. What do you really hope people take away from this series? Probably what, what I was just expressing, uh, I sensed and what I've, what I've learned. I, I really hope that we will walk through life um, recognizing that there are struggles. It's okay to struggle. Don't beat yourself up even more because of the fact that you're struggling. We're going to struggle uh, with mental health issues until the day we die and go to see Jesus. Like that's, that's it. So don't beat yourself up. Don't let others look down on you because you're struggling. Don't, don't take any of that, but don't, don't stay where you are either. Don't let uh, the fact that there are challenges and the fact that there will always be challenges to stop you. For me, that would be kind of like saying, well, 
Why bother eating? Because I'm going to be hungry again. I'll be hungry tomorrow. I'll be hungry the day after that. It's like, yeah, that's true. But I'd rather be satisfied today and I'd rather be strong today. And I know that this next meal will help me get to the next meal and get to the next meal. My walk with God, my, uh, my effort in growing deeper, my effort in overcoming some of these things, it can feel like it's never going to stop. And it's, yeah, that's okay. But there's, there's, there's value to making the effort. Uh, it helps us grow stronger and stronger each and every day. So, so don't stay where you are at. You know, think of, of, of Jesus' example. He, he pressed through all those things. But again, we, we finished the series on the resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, new life came from death. Jesus faced the ultimate threat and he overcame it. And like I said a minute ago, he said, you know, in this world, you're going to have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus overcame it all. And ultimately, so will you and so will I. May not be this side of the grave, but there's hope here and now. I may not get 100%, but I can move from from 20% to 21% to 22% to 23% to 24% to 28%. Who knows how far you or I can go in growing in our relationship with God and learning to overcome some of the challenges that you may have felt like, I'm stuck with this forever. I'm I'm never going to be able to get past my sorrow. I'm never going to be able to get past my anxiety or my my uh, whatever it is you're you're facing, your discouragement or, or self pity. Like there, there's ways for us to grow. And if you're like, oh, I kind of forget how that goes, go back, go back and watch the teaching. Go back and watch more of the series. You'll get some further insight. Fire off a, a note to Lucas or to myself, and we'd be happy to carry the conversation on further. Talk it up in your life group. Just because a series is over doesn't mean that you need to stop talking about it. Life carries on, and these challenges carry on. Get into a group if you're not in one already. Find ways to connect with others. Not just to be able to say, hey, I've got some more people that I connect with, but to be able to kind of walk through these things together, talk them out, encourage one another, support one another. Um, so that's, that's really what I would encourage people to do uh, as they walk away from this series. Don't let it end. Let it change you. Let it shape you so that you will become uh, stronger and stronger, a greater and greater overcomer in your daily life. And that's possible. That's possible for every single one of us. So that's, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I don't know if we have the third question queued up, uh, and that's uh, simply this, and it kind of comes out of the teaching from this Sunday. I don't know, maybe it, maybe it will show up on the screen, maybe it won't, that's, that's okay. But the question was simply that it was referring to uh, the resurrection and how the resurrection can change our lives. What does it mean to view your life through the lens of the resurrection? Um, it's kind of odd sounding language and uh, you may be like, what? What does that even mean? And that's okay. Don't, uh, no worries. Like, let's, let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, think about what a lens does. Think about how a lens acts. Uh, one of the times in my life where the difference of a lens made a huge impact on me was when I first got glasses. Uh, before I got glasses, and this was back when I was 16, 
I went in for my driver's license and I failed the the eyesight test. And I, it's like, how's that even possible? Um, I can see great. I can see so clear. I used to think I, I can actually see the air molecules. That's why it was everything was fuzzy in front of me because I could my eyesight was so good. I could see the air molecules fuzzy, fuzzing and buzzing around everywhere. Uh, turns out that was not true. Uh, but when you're young, that's what you come up with. Um, and anyways, I didn't think I needed glasses. I thought, who would want to wear glasses? I don't, I don't need them. Uh, I, until I went to the doctor, eye doctor's office and they set me up and I went and picked up a pair of gla- my first pair of glasses and I put them on. And it was like, oh, I can't believe it. Like, I, I think I can see things that there's signs over there and there's like words on them. And there's there's like leaves on those trees over there. And it, like it, it was just blew my mind. I could things came into clarity. Things came into focus in a way that I couldn't see before. And I just actually wandered around town. I just walked around the streets of Ottawa for hours just looking at stuff looking at, at people, looking at trees, looking at a dog going by, birds in the air, signs that I can actually see now. Um, a lens, if calibrated properly, can give you clarity of sight to help you interpret what you see, help you to understand what you see, help you to perceive it properly. If you have a wrong pair of lenses on and maybe you've been like to a fun house or something like that and you look in all these weird shaped mirrors and it totally distorts what you see and it's, it's hilarious. But the problem for a lot of people is we, like, we're all looking through some kind of lens at life. We're looking at the, the, the circumstances we face with some kind of view. We're, we're looking at it and we're interpreting it a certain way. And we can use the lens of, like we talked about the lens of self-pity. Like we can look at it at the, through the lens of anxiety. And then everything is a threat. Everything's a danger. Everything is, you know, or self-pity. Everything is an attack. Everything and everyone, like everything I interpret, everything I see, experience, I interpret it through the lens of that. We have the opportunity to, to take up the lens of the resurrection and look at life with or through the understanding of the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So when our car, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks back, uh, this big problem with the car and we thought we were going to have to replace the engine and we thought we were going to have to, you know, all the brakes and everything else. We thought it was dying on us and we took it into the actual dealer that uh, de- developed these things and they were able to fix it and, it and and that was great and we were so relieved, thousands of dollars saved, all that kind of stuff and actually the day that that aired on Sunday uh, later on that day, uh, that when that teaching aired on Sunday, later on that day, we were coming into the church building to pick up some stuff, and all of a sudden, there goes the engine light blinking this time, which is even worse than before. And we're thinking, "Oh no, this is this is terrible." And uh, we ended up taking it. We had to call CAA, and they dragged it over and everything else. And it turned out to be a knock sensor something. So something that 
senses when your engine is knocking, which is bad, and uh, it was not working, so it was sent. It was giving a false positive that the engine was knocking, which is also bad. And anyways, they fixed it for free. And uh, if I was kind of looking through that with uh, with the lens of kind of self pity, perhaps it's like, oh, why me? This is horrible. Like, why does my car always break down? Why is it, you know, and why, why, why? And this is horrible and everything. And, and you can just dwell on that. Or I can choose to look at it through the lens of the resurrection. It's like car problems through the lens of the resurrection. Are you serious? Sure, why not? You can look at anything and everything through the lens of, of the resurrection. When it happened, it's like, oh, that's a drag. Uh, but it's not the end of the world. And you know what? Jesus is still on his throne. Uh, Jesus still rose from the grave. My life is secure in his hands. If this car is dead and done and I have to walk from now on, so what? God knows what I need. He'll supply. Uh, he's in control. I don't have to worry about those things. I don't have to, you know, uh, part of, the, of, of looking through that lens is like, God, what are you trying to teach me in, the, in this minute or in this moment? Like, is there something that, that, that I can learn through this experience that will help me know you better, help me serve you better, follow you better? Um, those are things that uh, if you don't have a resurrection mindset, if you're not thinking spiritually in the moment, it's just so easy to go down those those bunny trails. It's so easy to go down the 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 the, the trails that lead to uh, decomposing mental health. Uh, to find it growing and strengthening and and becoming more more valuable, more worthwhile, more helpful, more health filled. Then I can focus on, and I can choose just like you can. Any time, any moment of the day, you can choose to remember or not to remember. Uh, you can choose to add into the equation the resurrection and the grace and the power and the love of God, uh, the presence of God, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. You can add those into the equation or you can keep them separate. Oh, that's what I talk about on Sunday. That's what I think about when I'm in my small group. But right now, I've got this problem, this issue, and it's horrible, and it's the end of the world, and it's, it's the worst, and I'm stuck in it. And it's like, well, no. Bring Jesus into every moment of your life. Invite him in. In those moments, you, you, and for a lot of us, it, it takes a while to get um, comfortable doing so, but it's like, I am going to literally stop my train of thought and I'm going to ask Jesus, help me remember that you are here. Help me to remember that you've overcome the world. Help me to remember you have not fallen off your throne going, oh my goodness, I, I never saw that coming. Like, help me to remember you're in control. Help me to remember you love me more than I can possibly imagine. And there's a way through this. If I can learn those things, man, that's awesome. So long answer to a short question. How, what does it mean to live life through the lens of the resurrection? Just live in recognition that, that the resurrection actually took place and that it is a thing that uh, changes everything because it, it vindicates who Jesus is and it gives us confidence to face the challenges that we face each and every day. 
That's actually a great segue into next week. We're going to be starting a new series uh, this Sunday coming up, this weekend. Uh, we're, we're calling it Contend, as in a contender, be a contender for God. Uh, we're going to be looking into the letter that Jude wrote. Jude is not the most commonly studied or book of the Bible. It's one of the shortest letters. It's only got one chapter, uh, but it is packed with a lot of helpful stuff. It's written by Jesus' half-brother, his step-brother. Um, Jesus was uh, one of, he was the oldest son, uh, as, as it seemed, of Joseph, but definitely of Mary. And uh, he had brothers and sisters. Jude was one of them. So it's like, what would Jesus' brother actually write uh, about him if he wrote something? We're going to find out. And one of the things that he zeroes in on is this idea of contending for your faith. Great thing. We just finished looking at some of the things that we can cling to, that we can find uh, victory over, we can overcome. So we're going to be digging in a little bit into this, uh, into this small but power-packed letter and see how we can best contend for the faith. Uh, what does that mean? What, what's the content of the faith we ought to be contending for? How do we do it? And uh, what difference does it make? What does a life look like that is actually seeking to be a contender? So I hope you will tune with us next week as we uh, banter around that question as we get going on that series. Uh, really hope that you are... Um, tuning into a life group somewhere. Uh, we've got most of them meeting online right now, but it is probably the best way for you to grow into relationships that will make a difference, that will help you grow. So see, life groups are not just about saying, hey, I got another bunch of friends and we've got, we do some stuff at times. It's like, I'm in this journey of following Jesus and I, I need others around me to help me do that and they need me. Like it, it, it's a mutual support, mutual thing, and it's great. So, uh, so glad that you tuned with us today for the banter. See you next time. God bless. You've been listening to the banter. Join us next time for more discussions about life and faith. Go to mybrookside.church for more ways to connect with Brookside Baptist Church.